February 11th. Our reading in the New Testament today will be from the book of Matthew, chapter 26, beginning at verse 69. We'll go through chapter 27, verse 14. We'll see that Jesus is the example to follow when you suffer unjustly. He did not even reply when accused. In this he fulfilled Isaiah chapter 53, verse 7. There is a time to speak and a time to be silent. And we must exercise discernment. One thing is sure. No matter what he said, they would not have believed him. Let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. February 11th, Matthew chapter 26, verse 69, through chapter 27, verse 14. Meanwhile, as Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, a servant girl came over and said to him, You were one of those with Jesus the Galilean. But Peter denied it in front of everyone. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Later, out by the gate, another servant girl noticed him and said to those standing around, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again Peter denied it, this time with an oath. I don't even know the man, he said. A little later some other bystanders came over to him and said, You must be one of them. We can tell by your Galilean accent. Peter said, I swear by God, I don't know the man and immediately the rooster crowed. Suddenly Jesus' words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went away, crying bitterly. Very early in the morning, the leading priests and other leaders met again to discuss how to persuade the Roman government to sentence Jesus to death. Then they bound him and took him to Pilate, the Roman governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, realized that Jesus had been condemned to die, he was filled with remorse. So he took the thirty pieces of silver back to the leading priests and other leaders. I have sinned, he declared, for I have betrayed an innocent man. What do we care? they retorted. That's your problem. Then Judas threw the money onto the floor of the temple and went out and hanged himself. The leading priests picked up the money. We can't put it in the temple treasury, they said, since it's against the law to accept money paid for murder. After some discussion, they finally decided to buy the potter's field, and they made it into a cemetery for foreigners. That is why the field is still called the Field of Blood. This fulfilled the prophecy of Jeremiah that says, They took the thirty pieces of silver, the price at which he was valued by the people of Israel, and purchased the potter's field, as the Lord directed. Now Jesus was standing before Pilate, the Roman governor. "'Are you the king of the Jews?' the governor asked him. Jesus replied, "'Yes, it is as you say.' But when the leading priests and other leaders made their accusations against him, Jesus remained silent." Don't you hear the many charges against you? Pilate demanded. But Jesus said nothing, much to the governor's great surprise. My name is Douglas Davis. I'm 27 years old in phase one. I was born and raised in Marion, Ohio. 
I come from a loving, supporting family. Growing up, I became easily influenced by peers and made poor choices leading to my addiction. I have a son and daughter whose lives I've been much distant from. I've burnt many bridges and distanced myself from family and loved ones. I was hopeless and helpless, was out stealing to provide for my habit, and became at war with myself. I wasn't left with many options. I had heard about the refuge from a friend and decided to come and give it a try. In just a short time of being here at the refuge, I've accepted God in my life and have never been such at peace with myself. I am thankful and grateful for my supporting, loving brothers here at the refuge, and I look forward to continuous growth and development. I am developing a better understanding of God's word, and I'm grateful for him removing the toxins and sickness from my body. I'm forever in debt to Tom Thompson for creating such a peaceful, caring environment for broken men and women. Upon completion of the refuge, I look forward to restoring relationships with my family, children, and loved ones. I look forward to reaching out and helping kids and teens who also struggle with addiction. I encourage any man or woman struggling with addiction to consider this faith-based program. No matter how broken or worthless you feel, let God put you back together. In a daily battle we are in a daily war in this battle that you face every day that sends forth to you anxieties depressions and exhaustion are not easy to face and are certainly not easy to deal with but one of the things that I find that a lot of brothers and sisters in the Lord often do is that they forget that there is a God that is there for you and that is willing to listen to you and that is willing to help you through what you're going through. Far too many times, and this has happened to me myself, we allow exhaustion, spiritual oppression, spiritual depression, spiritual anxiety to come over us. And there's nothing worse than you making decisions about your life when you're exhausted. Satan wants you exhausted. Satan loves it when you feel like you're in this battle by yourself. Sure, you say you believe in Jesus. When's the last time you fasted? When's the last time you prayed? When's the last time you saw his word? In Genesis 25, look at, look at Esau. Esau had just come from the field. He was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, feed me, I pray thee, with that same red pottage for I am faint. And Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at the point to die. What profit shall this birthright do to me? He sold his birthright. Exhaustion leads to bad decision making. And physical exhaustion is one thing because you can work out and get yourself strong physically with physical exhaustion. 
you can start eating the right things and get yourself on point with, with physical exhaustion. You can sleep a little better and you wake up a little rested with physical exhaustion. But I'm speaking of that spiritual exhaustion where you're at that point that you're facing battle after battle after battle after battle. You finish one battle and another one's lining up and you look at all of those enemies lining up against you, your family, and your workplace. And it could become troublesome. It could become difficult. Because when you see all of that and you're spiritually exhausted, it can cause you to retreat. It could cause you to sin. It could cause you to backslide. It could cause you to back away from the faith entirely. All because you forgot who was on your side. In 1 Kings 19, you know the story of Elijah asking God to end his life. He was exhausted, making an irresponsible decision. In Joshua, Joshua was afraid, Joshua 10. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them into thy hand. There shall not a man of them stand before thee. So no matter how much that spiritual exhaustion is convincing you that it's over, no matter how much that spiritual exhaustion is convincing you that your marriage is done, that your children are done, that your workplace is done, that your health is done. That isn't God speaking to you. If God was the one speaking to you, God would tell you to fear them not. For all you see when you're exhausted is, oh man, this is too much. You don't see the other side. You don't see that restoration is at the door. You don't see that recovery is right there. And as God told Job in Job 38.3, Gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee, and answer thou me. Put your big boy pants on. Get refreshed in the Holy Spirit of God. And fight. Fight like you haven't fought before. Fight. Because this spiritual exhaustion is a deception of the devil to take you out and the more he's attacking you that's a good sign that you're right there almost at the delivery point and he wants you to quit let's pray heavenly father we thank you jesus christ for your mercy we thank you jesus christ for your grace for saving us and for helping us lord only you know what each one of us is going through on a daily basis and father you know how exhausted your body is right now and you know that because of that exhaustion, that spiritual exhaustion, they were making irresponsible decisions that are going to make our battles harder. Convict our hearts in the name of Jesus Christ and open the hearts of men and women all around the world watching this video. In the name of Jesus, amen. Family, thank you for your patience with me in terms of email answering. Psalm 33, verses 1 through 11. We'll read about God's Word in worship. We dare not separate worship from the Word of God, for we must worship in truth. The better we know the Scriptures, the better we'll be able to praise Him. We'll read about God's Word in creation. God spoke the universe into existence. 
and His Word sustains it and controls it. What a powerful Word it is. We'll read about God's Word in history. The nations may confederate and rebel against God, but His Word will prevail. Military strength is no guarantee of success. God has a plan for the nations, and He will fulfill it, no matter what the nations do. And we'll read about God's Word in your life. The Word that created and controls the universe can also control your life. When you trust His Word and obey it, all the universe works for you. When you abandon that Word, all the universe works against you. Never fear the will of God, because it comes from the heart of God. Psalm 33, verses 1 through 11. Let the godly sing with joy to the Lord, for it is fitting to praise Him. Praise the Lord with melodies on the lyre. Make music for Him on the ten-stringed harp. Sing new songs of praise to Him. Play skillfully on the harp and sing with joy. For the word of the Lord holds true, and everything He does is worthy of our trust. He loves whatever is just and good, and His unfailing love fills the earth. The Lord merely spoke, and the heavens were created. He breathed the word, and all the stars were born. He gave the sea its boundaries, and locked the oceans in vast reservoirs. Let everyone in the world fear the Lord, and let everyone stand in awe of Him. For when He spoke, the world began. It appeared at His command. The Lord shatters the plans of the nations, and thwarts all their schemes. But the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. Proverbs chapter 8, verses 33 through 36. Listen to my wisdom's counsel and be wise. Don't ignore it. Happy are those who listen to me.